What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I am your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, Mr. Tom and Tomatoes. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I've been missing that set. Uh, the cracking. Oh, beer and the stuff. crack. Oh, gorgeous stuff. I've been missing the beer cracking. I've been missing the how you doings. I've been missing all the listeners. It has been a while. It, yeah, it has. I think, uh, what's we call our first uh, show is the week after the draft. Yeah, and maybe then two. We, maybe we had another one. Okay, I think, I think we had like two. Yeah, after the draft, and then we left it at that. And then you know you had some things going on, like you would go on a vacation, yeah. Ireland. Connor yeah. got back from Ireland, and I went on a cruise to Bermuda. Then I had COVID <laughs> again, again, <laughs> part and, three. Yeah, and then you know just uh, you know, I started a new job. You know, get back to the swing of things. You know, with us and stuff like that. So yeah, we felt it was best just to take a break for a little bit, and we're sitting here on June 9th. And, Look where we are, like a month and a half away from training day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's, it's stuff, dude. probably like the perfect time to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Because um, like obviously there's like some mini camp stuff going on, um, fun little tidbits in there. But um, other than that, like there's not a whole lot going on. There's still a little bit of news, yeah. uh, which we will get into right, right. Uh, shortly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a month away from training camp, yeah. like, just like that, we're kind of Getting right back into the swing of things. Absolutely. And let me just start with one thing before we get to the meat and the yeah. and stuff with all the around the league stuff. Um, if we just circle back to like last year or yeah, last year. Okay. Um, don't want to make this too many too much Eagles, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, I remember Nick Sirianni was hired and he was yeah. gonna call plays oh, and I stuff. Remember. And I was like, that's such a shitty thing to do because you're a new coach. You never called plays before. I you remember. Should. I remember when he opened his mouth for the first time. I was oh, like, yeah, I know. Well, he's, he's nervous. You yeah. know, it's a, you're, you're, you give him the benefit of the doubt. I there. mean, you're going from San Diego at the time, and no one cares about the Chargers. You know, I mean, as much as you want them to, because the team they built, I still don't think no one's going to care about them. Well, they're in a city that they've never been in before. True, like in LA. True, so, like true. And then he went to Indianapolis, but you know, and. The indie fan base is great and all, but they're not Philadelphia. Like the East Coast teams, right? They get angry when they lose. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we'll just do better next time. You know, just stuff like that. But, you know, you're nervous in presenting yourself in front of like, and Philly New York media is no easy game to go against because they'll ask you those tough questions. Oh. They want to get a rise out of you. They, they, they feed off that. I was like, that's why those pre-draft interviews, they may not mean much to other people, but a question that always comes up for the Giants and Philly and, you know, Boston, like New England, like it's how are you going to deal with if things aren't going your way? Yeah. How are you going to deal with the media? Exactly. Like, because I mean, because again, the media can get to you like the articles that come out that get read by hundreds of thousands, yep. millions of people like that can affect your psyche and affect the way you play. Right. And, you know, and you can't get, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say you can't go out in public, but you're gonna get you're gonna get, you're gonna get shit in public. You gotta you gotta yeah. be very <laughs> so, careful. Exactly. So that's just you know the reality of the situation of being in Philadelphia, New York, Boston, just Eastern Seaboard cities. Um, but anyway, back to my original point. Um, so last year, at some point during the midway part, uh, the thing that kind of went under the radar was Nick Sirianni gave up playing call duties to Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen started calling plays towards the end of the year. And it wasn't really advertised too much. They kind of kept it under wraps and everything. So actually, uh, Shane Steichen met the media and actually 
you know, re- uh, released that information saying that, you know, he took over during the second half of last year. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And you know how dialed in I am. Yeah. I, I watch everything with Eagles related. And I didn't, I didn't know that. But um, yeah, so he said he's going to continue to start calling plays. He's uh, started like midway through like last year. And that's when the Eagles kind of went on their little bit of a run to get into the playoffs. Um, but that's also when they started running the ball more. So I don't know how that's going to figure out. Obviously, you, we saw, like, perfect example, AFC Divisional Playoff game. You're going to win in this league by throwing the football. Yeah. That's how it's going to happen. So anyway, um, so Nick Sirianni was asked about it, and his answer was a little uh, – kind of annoyed me because it's such the obvious answer. Um, he said that it allows him to concentrate on more other aspects of the team and be in touch with his defensive side, special teams, and offensive together, which is kind of what I just said last year. Because if you're a first-time head coach in a big city like this, you never called plays before, it's like, why would you add more shit onto your plays to be able to deal with and have that pressure? Nobody wants that. Well, this is probably, that was probably a learning experience for him. It seems like he's, He's learning from exactly. that, so I, I would I would look at that as you know a good yeah. a good thing. A good me too, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. me too. I'll blast him yeah, yeah. for being giving the obvious like, oh, thanks, Nick. Obviously, it allows you to talk to other parts of the team, which is probably what you should have done because he's like, if you see him in the round players and the way players talk about him, he's like a player's coach. He's a he's like a he's a, like a motivator in that aspect. People that want to play for him, and that's a big that's a big thing. That's a big yeah. huge plus for me. Um, just one more thing too as well. Where was I going with that? Oh my God. Okay, go ahead with you about to say. Were you about to say something? Uh, n- not really. I was just going to say, I mean, like sometimes that comes in with like, you know, like y- y- you can be confident and you might have like something to prove. Like yeah. a guy like Nick Sirianni, who is an unknown, like he wasn't a known commodity. Yeah. Uh, I would have hired, I would have hired Todd Bowles. That's just me. Yeah. But, but again, <laughs> like, okay, like, you know. Like Nick Sirianni, young guy, which you're seeing more and more in the league, but like these different guys, like Sirianni, and then like beforehand with McVeigh and um, Brandon. Uh, oh, um, Chargers, the Chargers, Chargers coach. coach. Um, oh God, what's his name? Oh, why? Drawing a blank. I know. Why? Is, why am I? Ugh, uh, Staley. Oh, thank Staley. you, thank you. I would have um, never got that problem. I was thinking Slater for some reason. Yeah, at least you got the S, yeah, you know, the S and the L. You know. Yeah, but uh, but like guys like that who like obviously you come from different trees and stuff. So like the guys that are tapped in, they they might know, um, but they're not known commodities. So when they come in, like sometimes like yeah, obviously I mean if you're a head coach, you have to have a high level of confidence in yourself but you're also maybe have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder you're trying to make a point like oh yeah like you guys don't know me you will yeah like one of those and like and that combined with that confidence is going to make you want to show people that you're the guy Absolutely. and i think for nick sirianni it worked out where it's like okay maybe he wasn't ready to handle the play calling duties but he made adjustments mid-season, he did. and the team ended up being good enough to make the playoffs. Right for teams where you know it, a maybe make the adjustments a little too late, or you're just a bad team. Regardless, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt, and right. you don't get to you know you're not going to get a press conference where you're saying all this now. Right, like, right. You're you're getting canned, or yeah. you're just forgotten. And I will credit him to an extent for giving up the play calling duties. That's not an easy thing for a coach to do by not any means. All. And, you know, I'm sure every Eagles fan who's listening will tell you, will agree with me when I say this. Like, just going back to Doug, 
Doug would have never, never. in a million years never. given up play calling. Never. As much as we wanted him to at times, he never would. Yeah. He actually was asked about it and said, this is the, why I, this is the reason why I coach. I, I mean, call play. I, know. Do it. I was going to say, I think the perfect example, um, and like this is the last time I want to say this name, but uh, Jason Garrett, back when he was with <laughs> the Cowboys, um, you know, he called the plays for a long time and that team had its successes, but when it got stale and he and they called for him to stop calling plays for a while before he actually did, and then when he did, obviously that team like it changed its dynamic a little bit, yeah. but you know, didn't really reach its and then you know Garrett stayed for much longer, but that's the Jerry syndrome with that. But <laughs> but that was like that was a big difference. Like you could even tell in like Garrett's confidence, like that, like he was almost a completely different coach after like not calling the plays anymore. Even though it was the right thing to do, right. it changed. It like he, he was. Just, it changed him as a coach, where he was like, you know, maybe you could say he was like, you know, a mediocre coach or whatever. Like I know everyone likes like to rip on him back like in the day. I mean, I definitely rip on him now. I know, um, but uh, I want to ask you too as well. So, um, probably silly question. Um, are you now swayed away from watching Sunday Night Football because Jason Garrett's now on the telecast for it? Because he's taking Drew Brees' spot. Um, <laughs> I'm... Or do you not care that much? I don't care that much. Because yeah, right, right, like, right. again, the, the thing is like, he, I don't want him to be a Tony Romo. I don't want him to attempt to be Tony Romo where he's like dissecting everything. Well, he's going to. I know he's, oh, he's going I, to. I, fi- I figured he will, but oh, I'm yeah. going to wait and see. Like if he's, like if he can do kind of like a, a, Troy, a Troy Aikman <laughs> thing. Because I mean, again, like I, 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 the thing is though, like I don't, like his personality is like, He's fine, but he doesn't. I don't know. I, I have to wait and see. I guess. Yeah, like, that's fair. That's he's fair. not someone that. Except, but like, if he like, if if you're just okay, like if you're like good enough where you're not like annoying, then like whatever. Yeah. And he clearly knows the game of football. I mean, it's definitely passed him by. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he can what like since it's not him, it's not his decisions. He can at least dissect what's going on of course but not like try to be like tony romo where he's like ahead of the curve like, right right tony's like yeah. right in his like you know dissecting yeah jason garrett tells me that the person who's going to try to dissect and just be completely wrong yeah i got that's just that's just yeah me. and maybe he's not maybe he's smarter than that or like he's more of a like a i don't know like like you said like we feel like the game has passed him by a little bit so i, he, I but he's also just not like an excited like exciting guy yeah where it's like you know like tony romo gets excited um, Drew Brees, you know, he would get a little bit excited. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, mate, who knows? Well, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. But. Okay. So before we move on to the other stuff around the league and stuff, I have to just shoot, shoot out of a cannon. Like, it's got to report on James Bradbury. What am I going to look for? Um, what am I happy about? And what don't I like about it? So it, it's kind of tough for me to say because there was a big disparity um, in – his game two years ago versus last year. Okay. So two years ago, uh, he was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Like he was locked down central. He was shutting down everybody. I loved just watching him. He was great. Yep. Um, and then last year, uh, 
I, I guess they put him in more man positions, but he was just getting torched. Like uh, the game against Washington, like sticks it. Like Terry McLaurin ran all over him, where he was just like, I mean, like it was bad. Like it was really bad. And like the start of the season, he 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 was atrocious. Like he was legitimately bad. And I was like, what is going on? Then towards the second half of the season, he started to play a lot better. He is very good in zone, struggles a little bit in man, um, but he's also been, and this goes back to Carolina, he's been called on to be the number one cornerback for the better part of his career, right. and he's been taking on the top receivers for each team, and he's been doing a very good job up until last year, but at the same time, like, the Giants were a mess last year. Like, Yeah, does that hold any weight to it, do you think? I think it does, because... I think when you're also questioning a lot of the guys playing behind you, like, oh, like, you know, what, especially even when you're playing zone too, like, oh, is, is Logan Ryan going to like bite down on this guy? Like, I let him, like, you're questioning a lot of things. And if I'm playing a cover two where I'm watching the flat, like, you know, dropping yeah. back like five to 10 yards, it, is Logan Ryan going to get there? Exactly. Time, so you know? like those things do play in your mind. Like, I'm sure that's probably some of it because he did start to play better, um, as the season went on, and that was also coincidentally when like Xavier McKinney was like breaking out. That's fair. Um, He's trust so, those people so like I think that's a lot to do. But I also think like in Philly, if he if he's like your number two guy, he's a perfect number two guy. Like, I think so too. I, I think I think he'll really thrive um, as a number two because like I said, I mean, two years ago he was he was a bona fide number one. Like he was shutting down top guys. So yeah. it's not like I'm saying. He can't do that still. I'm just saying if you have him as your number two where you don't have to worry about those man, like he's not terrible in man. He's just, he's a better zone guy. And, you know, again, when he's playing man against the best receivers in the league, you're going to get burned. And for anybody, you're going to get burned once in a while. And he got burned a little bit more than he's accustomed to. But I, I think it's – I really think he's going to make a big difference on that defense. I think so I knew too. it was going to happen. I told you. I, I, I knew see, it was going to happen. I, I knew you did. You turned from the start. You said Philly. He's going to go to Philly. Like, that makes the most sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, Darius loves him and he loves Darius. Yeah. So that's just – I'm sorry. Doesn't like to be called Darius. It's slang. Uh, I have to correct that. But um, earlier in the year last year, uh, Jonathan Gannon liked to play a lot of his own defense and that didn't work well for our corners. So this allows him to open up that side of the playbook to get a lot of disguising zone plays uh, for that defense. And I think this now leaves the Eagles with, and I'm gonna say it out there, the second best trio of corners in the league. The only one I put ahead of them is the Packers with Jahir Alexander, Stokes, and Douglas. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna say like trios, like I would say there's a lot of teams with better duos that not many though. I'm at, no, 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 no. I mean, Chargers, I would say. Chargers have um, JC Jackson and uh, Asante Samuel. Yeah. Here. Okay, that's there. That's your German James Baggage. Right. I know, I know, I know. I'm talking like nickel, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. Because Avante is a great nickel. Yeah, and, and there's been a lot of moving pieces, so I'd have to kind of look at, like, look to see. Yeah. Um, I know, food for thought for a second, yeah, I know. But yeah. anyway. Um, I could talk more birds if you want. Um, this is going to be a time and place for that. Maybe if we have time at the end, we'll do a little birds yeah. and Giants recap or something like that. But 
we are a national football uh, podcast here, so we got to talk about other shit too. Um, what do you want to get in touch with, with first? It's up to you. I think um, the first thing we should touch on briefly. We won't spend too long on it, but okay. Desha- Deshaun. Like, All right, hey, let's go. I, like nothing lost. If, if, you've been, if, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I've been saying. Since this whole thing started, I am not convinced that he's going to play football again. Okay. Like, I'm not. And even after uh, the, uh, things started to like clear up a little bit um, a few months ago, I was like, okay, this definitely looks better for him. Um, but still not, like, you know, still not 100% confident. More stuff coming. After at the New York, after the, the, the Times investigation, First off, two two more women came came out um, with detailed uh, um, stories on what happened, and then the New York Times investigation reported that he met with sixty six different. I mean, and and, and the Texans well, allowed this. I know, and that's the other thing. And I'm just like, what? sure, you have to prove everything, but like. I meet with 66 different ones. Yeah, and I hate to make this comparison, but it's like, you know, having a serial killer and you're tossing people into it's a, It's literally what's what happening. Doing. It's, a, it's a bad look. I'm like, 66? Like, oh, what, you were just trying to find the perfect one? Like, 66? So, what, each one was a one-off? Why were they one-off? Like, it's, you have to assume, and assumptions aren't going to, you know, clear anything, but you have to assume that something was going on why that's why he was moving on these 100 percent look you know you never know i'm not saying he's guilty i'm not saying he's innocent i'm just saying it does not look good for him and 66 women did not lie yeah and you, you got you gotta look at everything else too it's like the nfl this is this is probably their biggest like decision on terms of like just like uh, like suspensions and discipline uh, in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, you okay, you had Ray Rice, you had, you know, the Tom Brady thing, which was obviously Brady's thing was not anywhere near any of this because it was just during yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, contest yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'm just saying it was high profile right. stuff, like, in terms of discipline. Um, but as we said before, before we even recorded, like, Calvin Ridley got a year. That, for, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about is like, Ridley got like you. You have to be really careful with this and set a precedent because, like, you got Calvin Ridley, who is a star receiver, on the sideline for a year because he bet on his team to win in a game that he was not playing. Uh, and then with Deshaun, I mean, like, I mean, ju- just based on that and based on what's happening right now, I don't see how you you can't suspend him a, a year, like uh, less than a year. Right? Yeah. You can't. Yeah, which if he plays this year. Which some people, which some people might find ridiculous if, like, he's like, you know, if there's because again, this thing is going to take a long time. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know the timeline of all this, but you can't have him. Like, you are yeah. going to tarnish your reputation. You can't have him playing until this is sorted. And it might, and it might not be, but I'm like, and like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to get too off topic here, but if I'm Roger, I would have fined. I would have just fined. Fine. I wouldn't Fine. have suspended him. Give me that money back. Yeah, him. He hasn't yeah. received his second contract. Yet. He's going to. You can suspend him a game. Yeah, Fine. Right. Yeah, something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Like, and a you don't year, get paid for that. A year, a year is, is absurd. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 
And if Deshaun Watson plays this year, you're I, setting a precedent that like, it's not okay to bet, but it's okay and, to sexually assault. Right. And I give you credit because you've been off this ship since it even started. Because, you know, I mean, like, let's just say it was one woman. I get it. There's like conflict. Who knows? Yeah. Like, yeah that, know, it's this amount of women did not lie. Yeah. And they're still, get Deshaun. and they're still jumping on yeah. it. And the thing is, like, you know, they're coming out with like details about it. And then, like, now you have the Times doing an investigation where, like, he met with so like six six so there's what 24 25 women that have come out right so that means like more than half haven't right and they're out there because these other women like the two that just came out were like oh i wasn't going to do anything until i saw all this and i was like well now i feel like i have to speak up and there's probably gonna be more and like i <sighs> I, I don't know. Like uh, it's a wait and see thing, but I mean the NFL has to be real careful and real smart yeah. about how they do this. And I don't think that and listen, he should play a game and, and, and until it is sorted. And that's another thing on the Brown side is they did a background check. Bullshit. Yeah, shut the f- yeah, right. Bullshit. Earmuffs. Shut the fuck yeah. off. And like, I was like, you know, like and if I'm Baker, I'm gonna just I, I'm gonna be the loudest person where I'm like let me go, like, just get me, get me out of here. Like, just make it, make a scene, yes. make a scene, like, get me out of here. So they he are screwed. Even if he is suspended, I'm not playing a game. Yeah, no Baker, Baker should not play should not. a game. And I don't like for them. I think no, stinks. but I like, but he's, he's, he should not play. But again, you could think he stinks, but you can't deny that he got screwed over. He got screwed like, over. Like, he had to play, he played injured. He got screwed over, like, t- be like, yo, Houston, call me up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Seattle. Wherever. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's let's do Carolina. something. Carolina. Let's do something. Like, is it gonna work out for Baker? I don't know. I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, but get him, at least give him an opportunity to compete for a spot because there's at least three teams that there would be a quarterback competition on. And the Browns don't they, you made your decision. You you made your bed, lying it. Exactly. I, I couldn't have yeah. said it better myself, honestly. And I think Baker's 100 percent correct. He should he should not play no down for them. He could play in a lot of a lot of different spots right now. Yeah, and I think the PR on the Browns. I mean, the Falcons. Let let alone like all the all the Deshaun stuff, where it does not look good on them for trading for this guy when more of this is coming out. Then it's going back. But the whole like trying to hold on to Baker in case Deshaun gets suspended to try to make him play just to get benched afterwards. Right. It's a bad look. Who wants to go to a team like, because again, that's that's the big thing here. When teams do stuff like this, that sends a message to free agent players, no matter the position, be like, huh, they're not going to go to bat for me. They don't have my back. Right. Like they'll replace me in a second, and then they'll try to. They won't do me favors. Like how many players? Like Zach Ertz, perfect example. Okay. What did the Eagles do? They said, "Hey, we're going to try." Like we know that you know, kind of the end of the road here. Where do you want to go? Like where can we give you a, a good shot to win? Like right. that that whole trade. That was like an amicable, like and, respect. And if like, you remember, they had a Thursday night game. I know. Against the Bucks. Exactly. And they, and they're like Zach. You know, you do what you want. If you want to play, we'll put you out there. Yeah. But if you don't, we totally respect yeah. you. Yeah. And he wanted to play one last game in front of Philly. He thanked the organization for doing that for him. Even dial it back in even more. They cut Fletcher Cox, and they had a conversation with him the entire time. Like, listen, we want you back. We're going to do this because it's better for our cap in the future. But we really want you back. And players. 
look at that. They, they that. see that and they say, that's an organization I want to play for. Absolutely. The stuff going on with the Browns right now, that's not an organization I want to play for. And if you're correct. And if you're also, if you're not winning, like, right. that's another thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that is another thing. Yeah. You're right. But, like, let's say if you're correct about the Deshaun Watson situation. Let's say he doesn't play. Like, he's been for, like, two years. Or maybe he never plays again in the NFL. Yeah. As long as we live, this will be the worst contract in sports, in my opinion. Ever. Yeah, how, like, Ever. how do you how do you give him that contract Fully without any... guaranteed. Just... Moronic. Like how did how, how did and that was before like that was even before like it was a it was a done deal with the previous one. Yeah. Like that was now you have this. Yeah. I, I just and I would say like nobody's happier than the Houston Texans. Like good for them, but like it's not a good look for them either. Like they're, they're a shitty organization for like letting this happen. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, they should move them to Vegas. Yeah. You know? like, I, Sell the team to Vegas, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the te- I think the Texans look a lot better for moving on from him than wait. the Browns do for giving him fully guaranteed. Of course, yeah. but they allow oh, yeah. the assaults to happen, you know? Like, you're right. Like, you know, the Browns did, do deserve a lot of hate for the guaranteed contract, but... Well, the only reason I say with the Texans is because, right. like, Casario came in and, like, they kind of had a changing of of uh, front office members after the Deshaun. That's fair. The but isn't, isn't the owner involved there? Well, yeah, he's just come back yeah. as it is. Yeah. He is. I mean, but the thing is, owners, we've been talking about Dan Snyder forever. He's still there. Like, what's, nothing's going to change with these owners. Like, <laughs> there's, there's not, I, I, <laughs> they're going to be covering stuff up to the day. Yeah. Like I don't want to say their name, but like, it just, it just channels that South Park episode. Washington, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Dude, this is a great episode. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, after Sean Watson. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with the NFL does here, but and, I and I know they're in shirts and shorts right now in OTA, but I see him throwing pants up. Right. I don't like. I, I don't even care about like his play on the field at this point. I just care about this situation getting sorted and how the NFL is going to deal with it because like I I would say like the NFL should jump ahead of it right now and be like look since this is going to take a while like you're you're sitting this year like you're not you're not playing this year and if if it's not sorted out by if you guys like at, at the very least don't come up with some sort of like settlement (laughs) <laughs> which you have the money for now. Of course. Settlement in between there. Like, however you want to handle it, you do you. But if you don't come up with a settlement after the year, then you're going to sit until this is sorted. Yeah. But, like, you're you're not playing a game. Time's a ticket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The season's right around the corner yeah. right now. So, you know, I mean, we can't have this guy trial the field at yeah. September 10th or whatever. And, and I really think that the Calvin Ridley thing plays a big factor in this. Because if you if – you, Suspended Ridley for a game, two games, three games, whatever it is, then you could at least be like, all right, Deshaun, um, you're suspended for the first eight games until further, like, like, you're spending eight games, like, regardless, like, that's it. And then if you're cleared of everything, great, you can play after the first eight games. Now you can't do that because, like, if you do that, people are gonna be like, oh, like, whether he gets off or not, like, 
where there's smoke, there's definitely fire. Of course. And you're going to say, oh, he gets eight games and then really gets a year. Like, and then this man could have tried on the field last year if he wanted to play. Exactly, which was, which was absurd too. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's, crazy. It, it's kind of crazy how this situation turned out in the midst of him wanting out because imagine if he didn't, he would be playing. He would have been playing through all this. And then the, if you're the NFL, you can't have him. Like, no. Right? Like, that made them like... It would have been worse. It would have yeah. been worse. They got they got lucky that he was sitting they out. Did. Yeah. They they did. If he out. wanted to play and shit like yeah. that, then they would have had to do something. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because it's like, you know, the NFL, hey, you've been on football, no problem. It's been for a year. Domestic violence, sexual assault. Uh, yeah, we got to look, uh, look into this. Yeah, what do you mean? These are huge allegations. We have to make sure that these are correct. Blah, blah, blah. The guy, can bet on it. the guy can't bet on his team to win while he's sitting out because of, like, you know, mental health. No, it's yeah. Just, it's just asking. Because he placed a wager on FanDuel or something. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, on to the next little bit of news. I just want to touch on this uh, briefly, too, just kind of like as a, a message to – coaches, players, front office members, people that are involved in this league and any professional sports league. Um, Jack Del Rio made some comments uh, yesterday. And now this isn't a political podcast. I'm not telling you, you know, what, what, what you should side with. Um, you know, I've plenty of friends that are Democrats, plenty, plenty of friends that are Republicans, right. love them all. Like, you know, everyone has their opinion, and that's fine. Absolutely. It's America. You're allowed to. Yeah, 100%. So I, this isn't like a siding with one side here. But there, for me, it's just it's it's just a level of just stupidity. And being so tone deaf yeah. that you it's like you're looking to hurt your rep, uh, reputation. <laughs> Jack Del Rio made just an unnecessary comment. Uh, comparing like the George Floyd protests to the Capitol riots, right. saying that the Capitol riots were a dust up <laughs> and the George Floyd protests, he was like, people were losing their livelihood. Again, not getting into, you know, not saying, oh, one's good, one's bad, which one's worse. Don't, don't even care. You are clear, like, there is no reason. To, to come out and say that knowing you have to know what the response is going to be to that. Absolutely. And and then there's going to be people out there like, oh, like good on him. Like he, he has the, you know, he has the right to say his beliefs or freedom to say whatever. Yeah, I get that. You don't, don't say it to the, what, what, what did he do? What did he do five minutes later? Apologize. Uh, of course. Of okay, that's not so, him. That's not him. I know, I know yeah, it's not. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know it's not. But right. that's my point. Oh, yeah. I'm that's sorry. I don't, point. I don't have to tell you that. I'm just saying. It. But but that's my point. I'm like, oh, you're just saying that just so you can release an apology statement like ten minutes later, right? Because like, your agent told you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you're or the Washington PR. How do you not? How do you not know that? The right. whole John Gruden thing. Like, how are these guys still this dumb? Like, yeah. why do you? What? There why did you so need to bring that? Many up? avenues you could have went. Why? Why did you need to bring that up? Yeah, like, no I, reason. Did anybody ask him? Like, I don't. I don't. I, don't I, I didn't see the 
the entire you just, interview. Did you just come out and say like, that? Like, I, I just, there's just no point. A year and a half after like, the fact, just like, hey, let's address this right now. Like, that was the right move. Exactly, you know? exactly. And, just and, completely and, asinine. And, and, and people, you know, try to, there, there's the, the, the people that are like the stick to sports group. And then right. there's the use your platform to bring awareness, whatever it is. Right. Like, how about just use your head? Like, exactly. Don't say anything. And like, he wasn't. And maybe yeah. he kind of avoided it to an extent. Like, because like Washington has their own shit going on, right? Like, yeah. you know, with the whole dance better situation. The guy doesn't even have a healthy work environment. So it's like, hey, we, <laughs> so now you're adding this. Yeah, to I was it. like, oh, this yeah. is what the coaches think. Like, yeah, you know. Dan Snyder's about to have like an aneurysm. Like, just right. like in the middle. Like, because he has, he has, hopefully, the hopefully. FBI, he has like the FBI coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Now he's thanks, got Jeff. like, now he's got like the freaking like, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the freaking allegations coming out about like January 6th and everything coming at him. And it's like, wow. All right. So what I will say is, all right. So, like, he did say that, like, a lot of the riots – I don't want to call them riots, but, like, I don't know, the George Floyd situation, it, it, right? It, it, okay, well, the media called it riots, so I'm just going to go – I mean, there, there, there were riots. Protests, like, protests. It was Let's a protest. Protests. There were riots. Right. So but I, again, like – I see, like, the burning buildings and stuff like that, and yet that's not okay. But, like, killing black men in America for very minimal things such as – what he was killed for, unfortunately, is not accepted yeah. anymore. It can't happen. Yeah. It just can't happen. And, and I and I I it's funny because like on my Facebook, um, you know, how I remind your memories and stuff. And I came out with this whole statement like we have to put out a stop to it, you know, like Black Lives Matter, and we have to like yeah. don't and we can't forget about this. This can't yeah. be in the media and then we just forget about it and move on. This has to be something that we have to practice and like practice what we preach. Yeah. If we want change, we have to implement it. And have voices and do all these things. And that's something we should continue to do. However, the January 6th situation, I will say, was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life yeah. as an American. Embarrassing. And to call that a dust up, there were Capitol security guards they, who lost their lives. They, 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 they broke into the Capitol building. Yeah. Like, I mean, but but here's the thing is like again I'm not I'm not trying to you know get overly political here Me and, either, like, and have it be like it needs to be one side versus the other, but at the same time, like both, both, like you know, protest, like do stuff, like peacefully protest and everything. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just me, but like, and I, I said before, like how there's the stick to sports crowd, and then there's the use your platform crowd. I, I just if it's not if it doesn't need to be brought up, which this didn't. I don't know why this was brought up. Don't bring it up. Like if you, if you're if you're standing for something right like if you're being an activist or, or you're standing for something or if Jack Del Rio is, um, let's just say like um, you know he's uh, endorsing uh, Trump or something like that I'm like that's fine like something like that is fine like or you have like a you, you speak at like the, the RNC I don't know whatever it is why did this come up in during minicamp, right, where you have to say something like this, where it's just going to create controversy. You know, it's going to create controversy. You do not make that statement without knowing it's going to make uh, create controversy, and you know it's not going to go over well. And you know that you're going to be forced to make a bullshit apology right, right after. So why do it? And, and what are you standing for? Exactly. That's and, what I'm saying. What are you standing for? Like, look at the two. 
you know, like, and again, I don't want to like touch him because like I really don't want to go. There's a time and place. Yeah, for I don't want to go. Yeah, deep but like, the... it, it's okay. We can have a healthy conversation about it. But like, if you look at two happening, right? You know, you have a bunch of people like you know with like. I don't want to call them Trump supporters, but I mean, a lot of people were in Trump memorabilia and stuff yeah. like that, just from the Capitol building, right? And you're wondering why no one's doing anything, right? They're just letting everybody happen. There's even videos of people letting people in to like storm the Capitol yeah. and shit. And then they're waiting on like, you know, um, whatchamacallit, the, the um, military to come in to like stop this. And even that took hours, which is crazy. And then like, you know, I can't help but think like, if that happened during the Black Lives Matter protest, I feel like the response would be different. Yeah, and that's, and that's just that's just what my mind went to, and that's not okay either. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not okay. I mean, like again, for me, like I, I'm not even, I'm not trying to get into like the nitty gritty of this. Right. Stuff. Like you guys listen for football. My my point really on this is just like you see the landscape and and the climate today. Um, you know, call it what you will, call it cancel culture, call it whatever you want to call it, but there are repercussions for your actions right? and for the things that you say. Therefore, because there's a lot of guys out there that might feel the same way that, you know, we we don't, but like, we don't know. Of course there are. Yeah. And, and they, they like, they at least know, they know their place. They know there, there, there is a time and place to bring this up. That was not the time and place. And I I mean, not that I really like care that much. It's not my team. Right. It's just looking at it where I'm just like, how are these guys still, still doing this? And also think about all those players in that locker room. That's but that, that's that that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really care because it's not my team. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really care because it's not my team, but like I'm trying to put it like if it was my team, I'm like that's going to be a locker room divided yeah. because I know that there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are look at Jack Del Rio and be like, I don't want to play for this dude. I don't want exactly. to listen to this dude. Oh, oh, are you going to tell me to blitz? Eh. Like, yeah. and like, that sounds like childish. It happens. It happens. It a hundred percent happens. You see all the time. It's like, Oh, like, you know, this guy's motor kind of went away or his, his driver's fire. Like, Oh, he shows up. And it, like, if players are not happy somewhere, they will show you. Yeah, they'll show you. They'll they show you. they will show you, and then yeah. they'll leave. And and again, like I I I don't want this to keep happening because eventually it's going to happen to my team or your team because there's going to be like just wake up, like yeah. wake up and time and place. Believe what you want. I'm not telling you not to believe what you know what you believe in or anything, but just a when to say it. B how to say it and see where to say it. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, there was just no reason for it. There. It's upsetting we have to talk about this since Jack Del Rio's in his fifties. You know, so it's like I don't know. And he's and he's a, a respected coach. He like he he's been all around the block. He's had success. He's a great um, defensive yeah, coach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a great defensive coach, and like he brought up the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. a respectable team in like the AFC. So, you know, it's not like players don't like him, you know, it's not like that. It's not like he's like a shitty coach or yeah. anything. Just that that was a very tone deaf moment. For put him. put it this, put, put it this way. Like I, I compare this situation to the Thanksgiving uh, conversation, right? Like, okay. like everyone, all, all your family's there. You got people on the right, people on the left. 
it, it, we, it's a joke. It's a meme. Like it's everyone jokes about it. Like, Oh, like who's going to be the first one to bring up the, con- the but your conversation right. at Thanksgiving. And then it gets into an argument and then like, Oh, like now you're mad at, you know, uncle yeah. Pat. And then aunt Judy yeah, was right. a bitch. And now the like talk yeah. 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 And, 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 and I, now the, the greatest holiday known to man mm-hmm. where you eat great food, drink beer, watch football and take a nap yeah. is ruined because yeah. you brought up something that didn't need to be brought up there for, it, it was just, no reason for it to be brought up, and it ruined the time. And Absolutely. now relatives are fighting with each other, not talking to each other for six months. Right. Relatives are the the locker room. That's your team. And Thanksgiving is just the football environment. You want to you want to talk about it with whoever and voice your opinion. Fine, do that. But like, just know in this landscape, this is what's going to happen. Yes. Yes, and like players have their platforms, but coaches do too. So you gotta yeah. Just, and I understand like you know freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff, but like you know, but but it, but it's the same thing where it's like it, it, it's you are under a microscope, and what you do affects everybody else. Like for example, what we were just talking about before about like oh like you know when you go out like in New York or Philly when you're a sports are like. You can't like me and you like we like we have we have jobs just like these guys have jobs. Right. We can go out party, get shit faced, blasted, blasted yeah. do dumb shit, and nobody cares. Right. You are a celebrity. You are a role model. You're, You're a person. So a target. A target. You go out and do something. People care. One slip up can ruin everything, and it could just it could ruin team. It yeah. can do all that stuff where it's just like. Whatever your beliefs are, you don't have to change. I'm not telling you to like change them, even if I disagree. Don't just don't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just, it's just so frustrating. It's asinine. It's yeah. asinine. But uh, yeah. So I mean, that's all I gotta say about it. I think you said it all. I think we. Yeah. I think we both said it all there. Yeah. So I got nothing more to add on that. We yeah. can we can move on to our next yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, but actually, before we move on to our next topic, so. Uh, this season coming up, we're actually going to start a new segment where we're actually going to talk about sports yeah. betting. So I'm kind of excited about that. Last I'm, year, I couldn't. I'm going to lose you all a whole lot of money. I'm going to win you guys a lot of money. That's because good. I think I am like really good at getting a feel for like where the game's going to go and stuff. Like my buddy, I used to work for FanDuel. I'll throw that out there. Yeah. So my buddy is a big Celtics fan that you know I used to work with there. And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I'm a little nervous about Golden State. I was like, I would slap that Celtics money line if I could. I, I oh, yeah. I have to wait a little bit of time before I start betting and stuff like that. But anyway, so I just had a good feeling that, you know, Boston first game at home, you know, it's, they're going to be like pumped, ready to go. And they freaking were. Yeah. They were, they, they were great last night. So I feel like I have a lot of good, you know, vibes coming from the sports betting side. So what I have is I'll give you an eight team parlay. And I'll knock seven of those out of the park. And I'll lose it all on one of them. <laughs> that so is the worst if I really. if I give you guys eighteen parlays, pick one of those teams to go the opposite way with, and you'll probably win. You know, I kind of want to throw out one bet really quick. Just a little teaser or anything. It's gonna be crazy, but it's yes, fine. Sir. I would throw out. A, you could throw out a pretty cheap bet. You could throw out like ten, you know, twenty, whatever you're willing to lose and not care about. Jalen Hurts MVP this year. Throw it out there. I mean, his his odds are actually pretty like low. They are, they are. I mean, and you got, so, those, you got those. You got those. Is it like is it like plus two thousand or something? It was eighteen hundred last time I okay, checked. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those are pretty. Exactly, like, dude. Like, if you, I mean, I don't know if you want to say they're good or bad odds, but they're like 
their odds are like people think that he's got a shot. Yeah. yeah. And if you got someone who's like a running and like if what I'm hearing in the media that he's increased like improved not increased, yeah. but improved his throwing mechanics. AJ Brown, Brown's gonna help out with that. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas um, Goddard, Quez Watkins. You got a nice little Jalen uh, Rieger. Oh, stop. <laughs> I, I you know which Jalen Rieger's gone through a lot, man. He just lost another friend. Uh, that he had in college and stuff. That's and, unfortunate. You know, we, we've lost friends. It's yeah. it's really it's 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 a very tough position to be in, and it's unfortunate. But I hope he, I mean I hope he finds his ground. I do it's too. Just man. Definitely but not gonna be with Philly. I know. I think the Eagles and Jalen should just cut ties and let him go someplace and yeah. start fresh middle. start. Leave fresh it all start. behind and just do your thing. You see it all the time. There's talent yeah. there. You see it all the time where guys like didn't go their way. They get a fresh start, and you know maybe they don't live up to their potential, but they at least make a, a living you know, right. out of it. They can be solid. Yeah. Um, Trevor. Yeah. You know, it was one for me. You know, he was like, okay, when he moved on, you know, from Minnesota. Was he? He was okay. You know. Did he do anything? He did. He did decent in Jacksonville. I was going to say, Laquan Treadle is probably the worst example. <laughs> I want to look at his stats because I remember when he came into the league. I know. He was like non-existent. He held, like, there was a lot of pressure on him being like a first-round draft pick. Okay, I mean, like, all right, though. He had 30, 33 catches, 434 yards, and a touchdown. Like, honestly, that, even though that might not sound great, that's better than what I thought he did. Cause, well, apologize. Considering <laughs> considering his career up until that point. Oh, wait, no. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's, that's his career numbers. Stop! Yeah. No, there's not. No, yeah. it isn't. Stop. Yeah. He's never had more than 53 uh, – oh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, no, sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. No, oh, thank God, actually. dude. I was looking at uh, <laughs> game-started targets and receptions as uh, uh, catches, yards, and touchdowns. But, no. Um, I was like, I had the balls asking for an apology. Yeah, no. He uh, – <laughs> yeah, he's never – he's never had more than 35 catches in a season – this was the most yards he's put up in a season, and he's never had more than two touchdowns in a season. All right. Well, you know, it's, you know his it's... career numbers since playing from 2016. So he's played six years. He has 104 catches for 1,184 yards and five touchdowns. Okay. Well, I didn't say he moves on. I know. No, 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 no. You, no, I mean, your your point, your point stands. Um, but I mean. Shut up. There's <laughs> other examples. <laughs> Shut up. Like, all right, anyway. Anyway, we're going to move yeah, on. Yeah. So, anyway, really excited about that segment. We're going to be starting at the end of, like, probably each episode that we have. Yeah. Like, you know, like, plays we like on the week and shit like that. Uh, so, and I'll tell you what, right off the bat, uh, the Offensive Rookie of the Year odds came out, and somehow Kenny Pickett is leading the way there. Stop. And I'm going to tell you all right now, do not touch that Stop. with a t- – 12-foot pole. God. He's at plus 580. Uh, is that rookie of the year in general or offensive? Offensive. Offensive. offensive okay. How, he, he might not even play. If Where's, you had bet on somebody and make an offensive rookie of the year, who would you bet? I would probably – it's tough because there's so many wide receivers. And I, but I'm looking at wide receivers that have, like, a shot, like, to – Stick out. Um, I want to go Garrett Wilson. I'm thinking like I'm between 
two Jets actually. Wilson, uh, Brees Hall. Uh, Ooh, okay. I. Well, he's going to be a split back. I, t- I, I tell you what, I really think – look at Traylon Burks in uh, Tennessee. I know, I'm not a big Traylon Burks guy. I, I, know, I know you're not as big on him as yeah. I am, but look at the situation. Fair enough. Because I'm saying Garrett Wilson and the Jets, you still got like young That's quarterback and Zach Wilson, and you, and you have a lot of – but you have a lot of receivers there. Um, That's true. I was like Jameson Williams with the Lions. Like, there's an opening. There's shot. an opening there. Yeah. Um, Drake London with the Falcons. I, what's there? Uh, you got Mariota starting, or like? Yeah, no. I mean, he might. He might get the looks. He might. He might he get might. the looks, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Trey. I, fi- I figured you need a quarterback with like tremendous accuracy for like Drake London. Like, put him on like a back shoulder. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. what, that's what I'm saying for him to like really yeah. thrive. And I feel like Tannehill. Like, like we compared him to Mike Evans, right? Yeah. So what, what, what is, what is, what is yeah. placement? Yeah, exactly. You know, he's got placement. But that's what I'm saying. And like, what, like with Tannehill, like AJ Brown thrived because it's throwing slant routes over the middle, and literally Traylon Burks's comparison yeah. is AJ Brown. So there, he's shot. just literally going to be their AJ Brown. So I'm thinking like, there's a good shot there too. Um, that's actually a good option. That's that's why I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, do I think he's the best wide receiver in this class? No, but I think he might be in the best landing spot to yeah. potentially win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know. It's going to be. And I'm not going to be silly. Like you know, if I see an opportunity where I can win some money, like even though I don't like Traylon Burks, but I see where they're going to play him and how they're going to play him. That's it. I mean, you might yeah. end up liking Traylon Burks just the way he plays. Like yeah. everyone, everyone's <laughs> people come into the league all the time, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I didn't like you or know much about you beforehand, but you, you're a baller. Yeah, right. And I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with that. All right, so anyway, uh, where should we go next? Um, I want to maybe – can we touch up on Lamar Jackson's contract? Yeah. Can we do that? Um, so I know they're in negotiations and everything, and I'm kind of shocked he hasn't gotten a deal yet, but I'm also not at the same time because they haven't had a lot of success, success throwing the ball, and Hollywood Brown's gone. Sammy Watkins is gone. So you have Rashad Bateman. And I'm trying to think of another wide receiver they have. And I think I, I, can, I don't think I can. I don't um, think they got anybody in free agency, did they? No, they uh, – hold on. They, they drafted um, – who did they, they – uh, well, they have Tylen Wallace. That was last year with Rashad Bateman too. He didn't really play much because he was hurt. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess they really – um, but they have like nothing going on there. Yeah, they. I, I could have sworn they got. I mean, obviously they have Mark Andrews. I know. I, end, know. I could have sworn they got somebody else because they have like like Devin Duvernay, like James Pro. I like Devin Duvernay. I do too. I mean, like, yeah. but like, I like their their. Oh, they got Benjamin Victor. I liked him. Um, <laughs> he was one of our undrafted free agents out of Ohio State that I really liked. Woo. But uh, I, like, I like their role, like, four or five receivers, and I love Rashad Bateman. And I actually like Tyler Wallace a lot too. But realistically, their wide receiving core is not good. It's not. And yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, where, do, where does he have a place to succeed, like, passing-wise? Bateman right now, they uh, yeah, Bateman, DuVernay, and I'm – tell, I'm telling everybody right now because, like, this is kind of – this was like I saw like a Twitter thread about this, um, like it was like who's better, like Bateman and uh, I forget who the other wide receiver was. 
Bateman was the 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 correct answer, and I'm gonna. I, I, I saw. I, me too. Me too. Me bro. too. And I, I I was trying to tell a lot of people. I was like, I was like, you guys. I mean, I know Bateman didn't play much last year, but I was like, just wait. I was like, Bateman is gonna eat, and this boy can play. Like he he can play. So just wait on him. I'm thinking. Big year from Bateman this year. I would love a big year from yeah, Bateman, me to too. be honest with you. And, and to be honest, there's really not many places he can go with the ball besides Mark I Andrews. Know. I mean, Duvernay, I like Duvernay a lot, but I don't think he's like – He's a 30-something catch guy. He's a Laquan Treadwell numbers guy. Oh, God, you had to take a shot. You know, It hasn't <laughs> even been five minutes yet. <laughs> you bastard. But I feel like he's more of like a special teams type of player. In my opinion, like a kick return type of guy. Yeah, I mean, he'll get like you know, like I said, he'll he'll, he'll probably get like 30, 30 catches. Yeah, I, I mean, in decent offensive line, you know, Moses Zeitler, and I love Linderbaum. Oh, Absolutely God. love Linderbaum. And Stanley coming back healthy, so they got a lot of good yeah. stuff going on there. But if you were a general manager, if you were Eric DeCostra right now, would you give Lamar Jackson like forty-five, fifty million dollars a year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because why? A, what else are you gonna do? B, That's kind of where I'm at too. B, I've said this with the Ravens before. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Like just get get the win. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you two as well. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what else the plan would be if they got rid of Lamar Jackson. But you know. You're not really set, setting them up to succeed going forward, you know, with this receiving core. I think I figured that in Baltimore, I really feel like them. last year they would want to pass the ball a little more, you know, with Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins drafting Rashad Bateman. I thought they would want to, you know, transition their offense into more of that. But I mean, I don't really see any signs of that this year or not. But you know, hey, whatever. I mean, Baltimore is a good organization. I'm never going to doubt them for a minute now because they they they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. But hey, you know, who am I? I hate kickers. Yeah. Get rid of them. So that's all I got on there. I mean, like I like I I see the value in the kicker position, like in the league, in the draft, however, taking a kicker in the fourth round. Um, I mean, usually let alone in the like draft, besides like, you know, undrafted free agents, like unless it's like a seventh or six six round pick, like at the most, if you just have a pretty complete team and need a kicker. Fair enough. I, I, why are you taking one? I mean, I think the Buccaneers taught us the real lesson, like what, a, what six, seven, eight years ago, maybe, maybe even long, longer than that, when they took, what, Arroyo oh, in the second, second round. round. Yes. Oh, my God. Never forget that. And dude. he was trash. Right? Yeah, that's trash. the thing. It's like, that's the thing is you could be the best kicker of all time and you still don't – in college and you still don't warrant a top five – round pick selection because if you if you fall apart which is very simple to do it's the worst pick ever i'll put it this way right and you call me crazy mm. if i had a guaranteed out of the notary in like the second or third round fifth sixth seventh whatever it is i wouldn't take it no wouldn't take it no absolutely not i don't I mean, need it I, if, if out of the notary let's say kicks 90 percent field goals for his career and they can get a guy who kicks like i don't know 82 yeah that's what i'm saying i'll take that yeah i'll give a shit yeah you know? i mean 
Look, we're not winning and losing a game. I, 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 Maybe I, we are, but like, I mean, you, know. you might, but at the same time, like, look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl the past couple of years, and look at their kick. I mean, they're for the most part, there's all, every all the kickers are good, right? Yeah, so I'm like, you just need a good kicker, like, right? As long as he's like good and can hit, like, just your basic shots. Who is that team that couldn't find a kicker? Cowboys come to mind. They would lose so many games yeah. off missed field goals yeah. or whatever. Or like even like Grand when City. I was um Rich Maher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good 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 call out there. Um even when I was like a kid, I was watching the Steelers go to their Super Bowl. I think it was like two thousand eight or whatever. Um, and they made it because uh Indianapolis kicker at the time. It wasn't Vinatieri, it was somebody else. I can't remember his name. Kicked an awful field goal, like awful, and which gave the Steelers an opportunity to come back and win that game. So, mm. you know, hey, it does happen. Uh, I don't care. I will die on that hill. If I lose a game because of a kicker, we didn't deserve the game. Yeah. So that's just me. So anyway. Um, so my other uh, least favorite pick of the draft also comes in the first round. Uh, and I don't want to sound like a hater here. Can you take a guess? Is it me? Is it the Eagles? No. No? Okay. All right. Um, I want to be a hater. Oof. The suspense is building. Give me, give me like 30 seconds mm-hmm. for a minute. Let me just let me just look. The first round? Oh. He shouldn't have went in the first round. It's not no. Not close to that before. Yeah. I was gonna say Quay Walker. Or Quay Walker. Um shit, dude. Is it the back end of the first round? It is pick twenty-four. Oh. Alright, give it to me. Tyler Smith. Oh, damn it! The Cowboys! Yeah. And, and a Tulsa. Yeah, I and, and I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. I did not like your draft at all. Oh, I liked I liked Jalen Tolbert in the third. Um, I thought that was a nice piece to add on to uh, Gallup and CD. Um, I think he's he's a good solid third receiver that can you know do some damage for you guys. But I hated Tyler Smith in the first, and I hated Sam Williams in the second. So, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on both of them real quick. Sam Williams is a one-trick pony. Like, I, I, like he can literally only rush the passer, and he's like he he gets there. I don't know. He, he's not athletic at all. Like, I, I don't even know how he gets the passer, but I just I, I don't think he, like you guys lost Randy Gregory. Sam Williams is not going to replicate Randy Gregory at all. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think. And he's that's good. shocking too, because a lot of uh, compliments the Cowboys have gotten over the years is how well Stephen Jones has done with the whole draft and everything. You know, Michael Parsons, um, what the hell is his name? Color Vanderish, or uh, yeah, Vanderish. Yeah, I think his name. And then value picks. I'm trying to think like other value picks. Leighton Vanderish. Leighton Vanderish. Thank you. I don't know why I said Kyle. Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, maybe it could be it. Yeah, maybe. Um, CD was a great pick too, as well. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not knocking their no, drafts no, no, no. in the past. Of I'm course saying, not. I'm, I'm trying to think, yeah. like you know, they, they've just been like you know, no, known I, for having those great draft pedigrees. Sam Williams is a third down, like 
coming in on third down and you drafted him in the second round. Like, I I don't like that at all. But needless to say, I'll, I'll get back on to Tyler Smith. Um, so Tyler Smith, uh, offensive tackle out of Tulsa, he has raw potential for sure. Not going to deny that. Um, he's got pretty much all the intangibles that you'd want to see from a tackle. But he is just so undisciplined. Like, he takes far that. too many penalties, like a that. ridiculous amount of penalties. His hand placement is an absolute mess, um, and that's both the run game and pass pro. He, he like, he's just sloppy. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he plays with an edge, and, like, you like that, but, like, that's it. Like, it's like – when it works, like, oh, that was great, and then it won't work. Like, right. I, I, And he's raw. Like, you know, he can blossom into something, sure. But, like, ju- just how I look at Sam Williams, like, you lost Randy Gregory, and Sam Williams is going to be your guy to come in and try to replace that. It's not going to happen. And then you lose Lyle Collins, and you want Tyler Smith to come in. He ain't going to be Lyle Collins. Right. Like, I just don't love – I am so shocked. They let Lyle Collins go and not Tyron Smith. Seriously. I, I I think they have to have that conversation at some point. Right. right? As good as, like, we know Tyron Smith was and, like, you know, is when time, he, you know? he's just hurt all the time. And then – and when I say he's hurt, like, even when he, like, he's not missing time, he's playing hurt. Like, he's just always hurt. And, like, it – I just think it's – Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think um, it's a tough, it's a tough conversation to have. It's a tough decision to make, right? Even Fletcher Cox, you know, mentioned there's a comes a time where, like, you know, your organization you've been through with a long time, just you know, you have to move on. You know, it just happens, and that was a perfect opportunity for the Cowboys to move on, especially because even though Tyron Smith has been, I would say, in my opinion, I think you would agree, probably a Hall of Fame type of player, right? Yeah. Um, he just had a lot of injuries, yeah. and he's not reliable anymore. So you got you just got to make that move. And he's making, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, pretty decent minimal salary for a left tackle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think that would have just been a move. Uh, you move Lil Collins, or even move um, uh, what's his face, the Tulsa guard, the Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Thank you. Ty- I should remember that. Tyler Smith, Tyler Smith. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. T Smith. Exactly. You know what? Plug in T Smith right there. You won't miss a beat. I think my main issue too is just like you had Jermaine Johnson just right there. Exactly. He would have been literally the perfect uh, like compliment to Parsons, but also the fill-in for Randy Gregory. I think Jermaine Johnson. I was scared they were going to take him. I was too. I I was like, it's such an obvious pick. I was like, you guys just lost Randy Gregory. You got Jermaine Johnson right there. Jermaine Johnson can be better than Randy Gregory. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'll admit, like, when Randy Gregory was coming out, I was really high on him. Like, I thought that he was going to be a stud. And he's good. He, he didn't really – I don't think he's – and obviously he's dealt with all those suspensions and stuff like that. But, like, he never really reached his potential for me. Still a good player. Um, but, like, I thought that he was going to be, like, really good. Right, um, me too. So I think that he might have been more, like, touted than Jermaine Johnson, like him then than Jermaine Johnson was in this draft. But I think Jermaine Johnson can be what Randy Gregory was for the Cowboys. And you just miss an opportunity because 
but better. You and yeah, exactly. And and you can't tell me that Tyler Smith isn't going to be there in the second round. He was projected to go in the third, like in a lot of mocks. But also too, like I had other tackles that were way better than him, like Bernard Raymond. Uh, well, he might have went before, but um, what's the other one? Um, not Parnham. Uh, Oh, the big shit. guy, uh, Fa- Fa- uh, Fael or whatever, Daniel Fael. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, there, there was another guy too, um, Darian Kennard. Mm-hmm. He went later to the, I think the Chiefs actually. Um, but like guys like that, I'm like, I'd rather take a swing on Darian Kennard in the, I think that he went in like the fourth round. Let me say Chiefs. He went in the fifth round, which Oof. was insane. Like, I expected him to go way later. They have him listed as a guard here, but he played tackle. He played right tackle at Kentucky, and like I think he's six five three. And he's three twenty two, which is a little. I mean, I mean, he. I I think he can play tackle at the next level. Right. Um, he had the highest uh, graded. Uh, he was the highest graded tackle in all of college football uh, last year. Um, oh, he is. And you got him in the fifth. Like, I don't know. You're just looking at value, and I, I just don't love it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I like Jalen Tobe with Cowboys fans, all right? So yeah. you, get, you get something there. I'm going to raffle off a couple of my, uh, my picks here. And that's because I, I don't have much more to say except for like one word sentences. I mean, one line sentences. But okay, so another pick I hated was Cole Strange. Um, I think that they said it all was that we wasted a bunch of time thinking he'd be there in the third round yeah. and they took him in the first. Yeah. Moving on. Quay Walker for the simple reason that they could be deemed better. Where you could have taken him, and, and two with Quay Walker, like I, I, I actually like like Quay Walker. Uh, yeah, I 100 percent agree. Nicobe Dean's better, but um, I like Quay Walker just again with the Packers, like Christ on the cross. Yes, they they traded up for Christian Watson uh, in the second. I like Fair. Watson a lot, but I mean, you could have had another receiver there where you Absolutely. got Quay Walker. Absolutely. I think they were kind of like torn a little bit because, uh, what do we call it, Traylon Burks got taken a couple picks before, and they were kind of struggling probably what to do. They, I don't think anyone expected Olave to go that early. No. To the Saints at 11, yeah. I think, something like that. So I don't think anyone expected Jameson Williams to get – I mean, there were rumblings that he was going to get taken like top 10, but I didn't necessarily believe him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I thought he would have like slid into like you know the later half of like the teens or like early twenties something like that, but you know that's just this is my opinion. And my last two worst picks of the draft is both Eagles and Giants. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles first. Um, Cam Jurgens I'm gonna pick as one of my worst picks, and that's just solely because you're not gonna get any production out of a second round draft pick. Sure, the next couple years are gonna bode well for them, hopefully in the development process. But if J- when Jason Kelsey leaves and that time is going to come next year, I think this is it. If Cam Jurgens does not perform well, this was a failure. So that's yeah, just my I, opinion. I don't, I don't hate that pick though. I, I, I kind of, I don't hate yeah. it, but they could have had a lot of other options at that point. So mm, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm just throwing out there. And another pick I hate, and this is going to come from the Giants. That's Wondell Robinson. Tell you what, in the second round. I tell you what, I'm liking that pick a whole lot more. I don't know why, dude. Because after, he was going to be there in the third, I, fourth round, no, something like that. It, Some people said he might have sneaked into the third round. I think they could have waited. In, ter- in terms of value, it was a high draft. In, in terms of value, absolutely. But man, he's been looking real good. Oh great! Yeah. Oh great! In t-shirts and shorts. It's Whatever. Awesome. I mean, you know, just you know, I like, like in the like. 
Just little things that yeah, I yeah. like to see. You know, there, who, but, you know who else looks awesome? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. He went 20 of 25 like the, in minicamp for seven touchdowns oh, and no interceptions. And, and you don't think he's going to replicate that in the regular season? Put pads on, yeah. dude. No, no, no. I, Let me see I, the preseason. I, I, Let me see I, the regular I, season. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just literally Of course saying, you like, are. Of but, course. But, that's a fair Because, again, like I said at the time, I was like, A, if they were going to go wide receiver, there's probably – Five other wide receivers I would have taken over Wondell Robinson. Right. They clearly have uh, an idea of what they want to run in their scheme, which I also get. I would have gone a different way. Well, really, yeah, across, across the board. I mean, I'm saying I would have got a different wide receiver, A, and then B, I probably wouldn't have gotten even wide receiver there. I probably would have gone right. – Someone else, and and this and this goes in the same other direction too as well. So you mentioned that he's doing very well in minicamp. Like yeah. that's good, that's great. So my buddy actually, who's a big Eagles fan too, was like, I don't know, man. The safeties are getting burned in practice. Blah blah blah. And he's like, dude, they're wearing t-shirts and shorts. Yeah. Like, wait till they get the pads yeah. on. And that goes in the other direction too as well. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. So I, I just want to throw it out there. But um, I, I'm just saying. I did put it like, this way. I, I, I was, could I could not like what I'm seeing. In minicam too, and I'd be like, I, I like a lot. I I like it a lot more that I'm liking of what course, I really see in there. But but yeah, no, no, no. I, I would say if there was a pick in terms of value and everything, that would probably be right. The one. And Jalen Hurts is throwing passes to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, over Darius Slay, and you know James Bradbury, and yeah. that's fantastic. He's throwing forty yard bombs yeah. to Devontae Smith over Darius Slay, and like I said. I hold no, absolutely zero weight yeah. to these. You know what I hold weight to? Joint practices. That's what I hold yeah, weight to. Which they're they're coming up. Absolutely, the yeah. Eagles have three joint practices. I think with the Dolphins, Jets, and I think with every team they play in the preseason. We, we have the Jets. Um, yeah, the Giants did that last year, but I, I just know of the Jets so far. And that's why a lot of teams don't play a lot of players that are going to make the roster in the preseason because they hold a lot of weight to these joint practices. So, you know, hey. Yeah. So that's just what I think. All right. So, Connor, uh, those are my worst picks. I mean, do you have anything to add to those? you want to add some more worst picks? Are you, are you good? I think I'm good. Like, in terms of the worst picks, um, just trying to see. I'm just kind of, like, flipping through here. There's a lot of teams without That's first round picks. That was a good call. Yeah, I really I totally didn't like that. that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, I thought a lot of teams had good drafts. Do you like Stingley at three? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think that he, – he, here's the thing. Like, when you're a team – so, like – Houston was kind of where Detroit was last year, I would say, um, in terms of – well, I mean, I guess they were there too. But uh, Detroit was like, hey, we need to do a full rebuild. We have we are devoid of talent, and we need to put some cornerstone pieces um, and then build out, and they decided to build in the trenches. I right. think that was smart. They got Penny Sewell mm-hmm. last year. They got Aiden Hutchinson this year. Yeah. Cornerstone pieces on both sides of the trenches there. And you know, too, as well. Like, you won your Super Bowl based on trenches. Exactly. It's not not even that, like, about, like, oh, you win because of that. Like, obviously, like, cornerback, wide receiver, like, Like, they're they're important positions. But, like, you can get both of those positions, like, whenever, wherever. Right. right? But, like, let's just think about this past year's Super Bowl, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Bengals are right there. Yep. What held them back? Offensive line. Offensive line. Yeah. Ultimately held them back. Exactly. Donald took over yeah. that last drive. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's the point I'm making, but also, like, when the time comes, because here's the thing is, like, do you see the Texans being good in the next no three years? <laughs> I, I mean, three years, right? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, three years, uh, good? Like, how good? Here's my my real question. Yeah, go is Derek Stingley going to be on the Houston Texans when they are a good team? I want to say yes. And, the, and and so let me let me just paint that picture. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. not like you thinking like, well, I don't think they're ever going to be a good team. When you think a normal team in the position that the Texans are in, the timeline that it should take for them to build – uh, at least a playoff contender, which in their case should be two to three years, which is the longest it should ever take an NFL team to do. Do you think Stingley's still going to be on that team? I know you wanted me to say no, but I'm going to say yes. I, I'm, 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 I, I don't want you to say no. Because I know your point is ultimately to yeah. say no because you know, but, they but, have a lot of holes, right? But, but here's the thing is okay. when when he's, he's still on the team, that means he's probably living up his – to living up to his potential, right. they're going to have to pay him. Fair. They're going to have to pay a cornerback, like a top cornerback money, and then wh- where are they in their other – because they can't just right. go through the draft. Of course. You're, you're, like, it's an unknown. They're going to be right? in ca- – they're, they're going to be in that weird little, like, purgatory area yeah, right. where it's like they're yeah. – they could, they could be – obviously, we don't know, but let's just say they build it the right way. They could be like on the cusp and they're like, okay, like mediocre, maybe a little bit better than mediocre. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And they're going to be in kind of cap constraints and where to allocate money to. Well, you can, you can avoid that with signing bonuses, right? You can allocate money to years in the future. Sure. So I, I just think – I just Dummy think, years, so to speak, right? Yeah. I just so, think like – Well, think about this, Connor, too. Um, they just traded Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. They have three first-round picks. They have yeah. two first-round picks in the next three drafts, right? Yeah. So they're probably – where do you see them picking next year? With this roster well, top construction I mean, right now. Top five without top doubt. Five, right? Without doubt. So would you say, like, I don't know, I, I'm even nitpicking at this point, too. Would you say one or two, something like that? Yeah. So they're going to get a quarterback, right? I would assume they're so. They're going to get Bryce Young or the other uh, big-name quarterback. Yep. Can you uh, – what's the other big-name quarterback? Stroud. Who? CJ Stroud. Thank you. So they're going to get one of those, right? So if you have that, that is a big thing to build upon because they do have some decent pieces going on right now, um, and they have a lot of draft picks, Con. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Of course, I, so, every team has a same amount of cap, same amount of cap, so it's not like a baseball situation. I, I, to um, be honest with you, I actually like their draft. Like right? they had Derek Stingley, they got Kenyon Green, okay. who in my eyes is, if not I the be- if, if not the best guard, the second best guard. Right. Tim and Zion Johnson, but. I might honestly. I would have put my Zion over him. Yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth on them. Yes. Um, but either way, great pick there, Jalen Petrie, um, safety out of Baylor, who I love. I thought he was probably the I second best safety. What are you gonna take a third round? Second round. Second round. Okay. Um, I, I, second. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. When they took Cam Jurgens, I wanted Petrie. Yeah. And then they took Cam Jurgens. I was like, shit. Okay, whatever. I agree. Success of the Kelsey, great. And then I also wanted uh, the Kobe Dean. That God one. damn, they really had a great. Then they got John Mechie. They got Christian Harris. I don't like the John round. Mechie pick too much. I think they could have like they could have waited. They could have waited. waited. But but honestly though, Mechie is a guy 
that injuries really hurt him, but he's got a ton of potential. Like he does have a ton he of potential. has yeah. a ton of potential. Yeah. Um, he can be really, really good. Ooh. I'm but, sorry, we're so over the fact. Yeah. But the pick I hated the most, um, second to uh the, the, kicker. Know, the kicker was Jahan Dotson the first round. Hated it. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, I wasn't I, like, and that's another pick too, where I'm like, I don't hate the player. I don't no, hate where he went and oh, well, and when he went. That's the yeah. story too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like he's just another like again. I, I guess for like Giants purposes, like Wandell Robinson. Well, you have Kadarius Tony. Like that's that's part of the argument there. The Same player, com- Commanders. Uh, Jahan Dotson, um, you have Curtis Samuel, you have Diami Brown. Like, yeah, you need a big body, you know. You, you had a perfect opportunity to draft a guy like could have waited for George Pickens, you could have drafted Traylon Burks, you could have Christian Watson, know. Christian Watson, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Alec Pierce, the list goes on, yeah, this goes on. Um, could even draft somebody else and just draft Sky yeah, Moore ahead yeah. of the freaking exactly. But um, um, I'm sorry, I'll take you off here. But yeah, the Texans though, Christian Harris in the third, love that. I like that too. Damian, I was actually circling him in the third round. Yeah, Damian Pierce uh, in the fourth, love that. Uh, yeah, they actually had a really, really good. Yes, they did. They have a lot of yeah. good pieces going there. Yeah. So, so that to your that, question. that that actually makes me feel. I, for some reason, like I didn't even really pay attention too much to their draft. And but, think about it. They're in a division with the Trent Baalke led Jacksonville Jaguars. They were the Titans who were, I don't care what anybody says, they were on the downturn. Because Derrick Henry is getting older. They definitely are on the downturn. Tannehill stinks. They're definitely on the downturn. AJ Brown and, um, well, Julio didn't really do much. Julio didn't really do much, to be honest with you. But they got tripped in the trail, and that's cool. Um, Defense. Their defense defense is giving better. Their defense is actually getting better. But, no, your point remains. But, yeah, honestly, the Texans needed to hit a home run on this draft, and they did. They sure did. And they um, got another two drafts and yeah. more home runs. I mean, so, again, my my point before, though, is, like, I actually love Stingley as a player. I think he's uh, he's going to be a stud. Um, I just, like, for me, I always worry about, and it's the same thing with wide receivers, when, like, a team, and, and you can argue that, like, a top cornerback is more important than a top wide receiver. Um, because beca- because cornerbacks uh, impact the pass rush and vice versa, where sure. wide receivers sure they impact the quarterback, but a lot of that is scheme too because you're drawing up the plays. Cornerbacks got to follow those wide receivers. Right. But my point is what it's similar to wide receivers where like what's the point having drafting a wide receiver that's really good and you have him for five years of nothing and you're just like well now we got to pay this guy and we're not where we wanted to be so. See ya. Like, yeah. like, there's no point in paying you because we we got to redo this again. I'm saying the Texans, like, by going Stingley, th- like, third, that puts a lot of pressure on them to make this right quick. Right. But also at the which, same time. Which, which again, it, it can pay off just fine. Right. Just, of course. Of yeah. course. And, but you got to imagine, though, with the departure of Deshaun Watson, a huge weight is lifted off that organization. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, the, the, that's just, well. I mean, I want to say that too, but there's also conflicting reports, but they allowed it. But that's neither here nor there. Like you said, they have Nick Casario in there and obviously a new regime. But I think they, of course, as you mentioned, nailed the draft and they have a lot of great things going on. All right, Connor. So uh, not much more to say here. I think we call it quits for tonight. Um, You know, we had a lot of good information thrown out there. 
And uh, good to have you back. Good to be with you again. It is great uh, to be back. You know, I appreciate us doing this every, uh, every week usually. But, uh, you know, as the season draws closer, we'll have more to talk about. Uh, we'll see what the developments are with the stuff we did talk about tonight. Um, but, you know, with that said, I have nothing more to add. I don't know if you have anything more to add. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me. You're, mm-hmm. you're looking at the Rangers right now. Not on my end, yeah. yeah I mean, man. Rangers are in the Eastern Conference Final, and I want to just jump off a bridge right now. Let's, let's get the boys a dub. Oh, what do we please say? don't, dude. I can't, man. What do we say? No team I hate more than the Rangers. Oh. I, I, I can't let it happen. Oh, please. Well, and it's 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 it might actually happen because oh, God. you got the Avalanche there sweeping the uh, Oilers, you know, in the Western Conference. I don't even want to think about it right now. I just just get through. I know, I know. I'm already yeah. drawing conclusions right now, but it's it's all right. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, go Lightning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go to uh, hell. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.